0: In hello, progress. hello, recording I know, in progress, I all right, hello, hello, welcome to Kill the Bottle Podcast, that is Mora, aka the Yum Yum Foodie, and as always is lovely Megan Elizabeth. Megan, I'm looking at you through Zoom, and I just have to say, uh, your headphones are amazing, and uh, like, uh, they're kind of like airport person with the two like flashlights, like guiding the plane in headphones, I love them.
1: It's, it's, yeah. Isn't that called semaphore?
0: Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. yeah the the voice that you hear from the heavens that is our guest on the show today uh that is the lovely miss anna vicino coming back to kill the bottle podcast hello anna
1: Thank you for having me and letting me drop such amazing useless knowledge. Like, semifore. Oh, no, you're no, no. Gone. We
0: are all about useless knowledge. We, that's, that's what the question <laughs> is that wins the million bucks when Regis was on. It was always that one fucking question there. You're like, who, who knows? the? It's always that one piece of useless knowledge. So I appreciate useless knowledge. And I'm going to drop some useless yeah. whiskey knowledge because it is called Ooh. Kill the Bottle Podcast and we all are sipping on something a little bit different. I am sipping on one of my favorite uh, whiskeys that I like to drink straight. It is Eagle Rare, uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This is their 10-year Eagle Rare. Doesn't make anything less than a 10-year, which is really nice. It's made by Buffalo Trace. With the current or recent bourbon boom, Eagle Rare was a whiskey before that. I mean, you could find this anywhere. And uh, in recent years, it has become more and more challenging to find, which is the most frustrating thing in the world to me, because I love this whiskey. It used to retail for about 35 bucks for 7 dollars 3499. Now, you know, it runs anywhere from if you're lucky and find it retail at the supermarket, 40 bucks, to fifty and change. So when I see a bottle, That's I great. buy it. I'm sipping on this now. And like I said, yeah, it is made by Buffalo Trace, which is one of my favorite distilleries. Love what Buffalo are Trace. you guys drinking?
1: Um, I just had, I want to say something because I always I have a list of scotch and whiskey to try on my notes. Mm-hmm. And the second the second one, because I was like, Oh, I need to add Eagle Rare. The second one on my list
0: is eagle rare Ooh. yeah
1: uh-huh. yeah but you
0: know obviously i need funny. to get my shit
1: together because i started this like three years ago an
0: odd a uh, bit of useless information so when Thank when you. i v- i visited buffalo trace uh you know and, and buffalo trace makes something called the antique collection the antique collection refers to wl weller pappy van winkle uh eagle oh, rare yeah. 17 yeah uh fuck me i know that i'm gonna get yelled at for other shit that i can't remember right now fuck uh, me uh would but be george a great t stag Thomas Handy Sazerac, like these really rare whiskeys, right? And I found out from people that work at the distillery that back, you know, I say back in the day, maybe not even that long ago, let's say 80s, 90s, in order for your liquor store to be able to carry Pappy Van Winkle, which it was, it wasn't what it is now. I mean, it was always famous, but it wasn't like impossible to find and super crazy prices. You had to order a bullshit amount of cases of Eagle Rare back then. Yeah. Which is funny because now Eagle Rare is like super sought after. It's delicious bourbon. But back then they're like, no, no, no. You can't have Pappy unless you, you order X you amount of Eagle Rare. You to the Eagle
1: Rare gauntlet first. Yeah. You know, I I hope, I, I aspire to get to that level where you just have to like make people buy a bunch of things. It's like the Row. You have to buy like 2,000 things worth of leggings and then you can do the Row. I don't know.
0: I What is that? Sorry. Do we
1: start a whisk? It's an ML. It's a pyramid scheme where the ladies in Utah were selling leggings and then it all imploded and everyone lost their money. It was a documentary. Oh. I think we should have a whiskey MLM scheme. Do you want to do a whiskey pyramid scheme with me? Do you want to start a business right um,
0: now? Yeah. Let's press p- okay, pause.
1: <laughs> we're in business. We did it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Done and done. So what are you guys drinking?
1: I have Tequila. Oh, um, soda, lime, and mint. I kept it very simple. It's my little tequila mint gimlet. What? Not uh, quite a skinny margarita. Not quite a gimlet. No, because it's gimlets are gin. But you know,
0: well, it's you put enough of the other stuff on it just to not sound like an alcoholic drinking straight tequila. So that's yeah. that's probably you know you dressed up straight tequila. But what uh, what yeah. was your tequila of choice? And Topo. To- yeah, Topo's the best. I'm sorry, not a sponsor oh, of the show, Hold on. but they're they're the fucking best.
1: Hold on. So d- talk, Megan, you talk. Let me Google what I can't remember the tequila name.
0: As Megan busts out the giant, are you ready to drink at home guys? Costco size bottle of vodka that she's got right there. <laughs> nice. it been
2: a day. I'm um, going back to the headphones. I think I have a weird shaped head because those headphones that we have, Eddie, that you have, they hurt me. I don't know if you ever see me when we're, I'm having to like move them because, and they don't adjust to go smaller so, like, I'm, I'm going to start bringing these because it, it really it's, it hits the pressure point in the back of my neck. Yeah. So it makes you want to pass out. If, I don't know if you guys have ever had that where it kind of cuts off your breathing a little bit. That sounds like something and you ask
0: your boyfriend to do.
2: Is, is that because you have gills? Maybe. I don't know. But the, <laughs> the headphones we got with our system, they, like, they make me go like... Arr! which so is like, like, That's to, wild. I'm oh no, yeah, But these. that has
0: to be it yeah, because obviously everybody's head's a little bit, you know, differently shaped. And, and maybe this is, you know, what we have uh, in the studio is probably like the most generic... Um, my
2: head's big because my brain is so big.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which that's why when you drink so much, like, yeah, you've been able uh-huh. to maintain some of those cells, which, uh, you know, so you're it's just all drinking all straight vodka, Megan. What are we doing?
2: No, I have limoncello, uh, LaCroix.
0: So I love La-Croix. that Megan just said limoncello because before mm-hmm. we started, Anna gave her shit for saying limoncello, and I've been guilty of saying limoncello a million times because we were talking, uh, I was I was on uh, on Anna's live stream earlier today and uh, she was making a like a keto version of a cuban sandwich and i was saying how my pet my pet peeve is when i'm okay let's be when white people say cubano and it <laughs> fucking irks my liver for some you reason
3: gringos?
0: yeah what is that uh uh yeah. actually you, guys, you know what's funny i've never course. seen a black person oh, say you. cubano so i can't i can't say it, it could be the goddamn
2: german words and then fucking pick apart your shit real quick that's what i'm gonna do do it get italians and cubans telling me how to pronounce shit Schadenfreude! You bisted spots! That sounds really nasty. That means um, suck my dick. The other one means happiness, the misfortune of others, but it's fine. You'll talk about it in another I think time. those
0: they work hand in hand, because you know.
2: <laughs> they sound German.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Sounds
1: German to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to say I'm gonna pick up some pussy in German. Ooh. Ooh. Total Freisen. Oh <laughs> let's go pick up some pussy. Does it? And oh, also wow. ich, ich bin eine Jungfrau is I'm a virgin. Oh, which is not. I'm not
2: gonna I'm not gonna write that down. I don't need that,
0: so. <laughs> no which, you
2: but you, you, you never know role playing
1: a whole thing <laughs> very convoluted but I, I mean, I, ich bin I, eine you, you said virgins virgin. I was like what
0: you'll you'll understand the it. segue in a second uh you mentioned virgins and i'm I'm so late to the party, not about virgins, but I'm late to the party <laughs> on this Where's uh, going with this television show. So uh, uh, I finally randomly selected the show, What We Do in the Shadows, and it's been on for four fucking seasons. I had never seen it, and I have laughed so fucking loud watching the first, I guess it's the pilot, the first episode of this show. And anyway, they're vampires, and they're always looking for virgin blood, so they're looking for virgins, so they look for LARP. People, people who right. are like They're Dungeons and Dragons yep. people looking for Which, larpers. By the way, I play
1: Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm not a virgin. Oh, I, I, I played this Dungeons and real. Dragons
0: as well. I played it back in the oh day. My God. I did. Uh, uh, but I it feel was vindicated. just so. Megan. It was so oh, well, you know. God. Um, Megan, I'm, I'm a little bit. Did you play Magic the the Gathering? Those cards. I
1: didn't, but I just did. I do a voices on the video game of Magic the Gathering, and I just last week did a session for them. And I'm always like. <laughs> I can't believe I've never played this game because I played Dungeons and Dragons so much, but I don't mention it because I don't want to like, you know what I mean? I don't want to like lose my job.
0: Well, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, no, I get it. What, what's funny is I didn't know, know how much those cards are worth. I, I heard Post Malone oh, on, yeah. on the Howard Stern show More and Howard Pokemon. asked him like, what's the most you've ever spent on some, you know, essentially something ridiculous. He spent half a million dollars on a Magic the Gathering uh, rare card art, piece fucking thing by the i was like
1: okay really well we're all in the wrong business then
0: yeah yeah we megan you're performing soon we, we should you should do some post malone covers
2: oh yeah i am well i can plug it real quick too. go I plug mean, it because um, i really, want to go see you yeah if anyone's in la or i guess uh, let's say monrovia because it's not really la but if yeah. anyone's over there there's a brewery called pacific plate brewery and i believe it is um august the first weekend Six. in August, I think Jesus it's Jesus Christ. August How 6. do
0: I know the fucking date? And you don't. August 6th. It's yeah. Saturday, August My 6th. On your yeah. date. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. August
2: 6th, nighttime. And if you're wondering why Monrovia sounds
0: familiar, it's because you looked at the back of a Trader Joe's container and it said Trader Joe's, Monrovia, California. That's the only That's right. reason
2: you ever heard of. I was like, I want to go there. Yeah. How do I play music there where Trader Joe's started? Yeah. Well, me- the original the Trader Phoenix.
0: Joe's is down the street from me, Megan. It's like. Oh. A two minute drive from my house, and I didn't know till you walk in, and it says it's the first Trader Joe's, The original, the OG. And of course, it has I shitty have parking. a Terrible
2: but... time in Trader Joe's. I have a ter- every time I go in there, I can't find what I need, or it's too crowded, and it's just I don't like it. And everyone is like swears by it. I can't stand it. Well,
0: t- to Anna, I every time I go to Trader Joe's, I always go with the hope cuz they always have these weird unique products. So there's two things I always hope they have and I and I check it like, you know, like a kid waiting for the fucking Xbox to restock on on bestbuy.com. I go I go to Trader Joe's and I go to the frozen pizza section. And I'm always praying that there's a f- fucking keto low carb pizza crust available that I don't have to <laughs> you make could just myself. Make one. You could I know but one. fuck, I don't want to. I don't want to. And then I also want them to have the pork you. the like the pork rind breadcrumb. That's that's all I want. I want Trader Joe's yeah. to have those. So I don't have to order we that really shit online. We talked
2: about this, Anna and I, that there's just not stores that carry it unless you go to. I was just saying,
1: others. I think yeah. Eat Happy Kitchen needs to come out with the pork rinds because it's really hard to find. And They're hard to
2: find. That's
0: yeah. the word around the campfire. And I know somebody's going to steal yeah. this idea, but I, I've done this before. I've actually used pork rind. Uh, mm-hmm. I've used the spicy one, the the stuff that has some dust in it, the flavor dust in it. But I've used it to rim the glass of a margarita instead of it. salt uh, or I'm instead of tahini. How about a Bloody yeah.
2: Mary?
1: It, you went on Bloody
2: Mary. Oh,
0: that would work too. But it's fucking tasty.
2: Yeah. There are there are two things Trader Joe's does not carry. They don't carry sugar-free ham, which is very upsetting. Okay. And the second thing is they don't carry Eat Happy products. That's true. But they only do well, private label.
1: So yeah. it's okay. Uh,
0: so Eat Happy products for the yeah. folks listening at home. If you didn't hear Anna uh, the first time she was on the show, those are Anna's products. And I've, I've had right. the uh, your sauces so her yes. sauciness the and the pasta sauces yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sorry more specifically yep. the pasta sauces that's what i'm referring to and I'm, I'm you know no bullshit they're great i told i told megan about it also i like Thank the you. size of the containers um because i can get more than one time out of it It feel like it's always right. enough for me to get more than one meal out of it right and i mean again i, I only cook for two people but Right uh, right uh and i guess Same. if i cooked for more i'd be per- instead of having to buy two containers i'm good with one so i you
1: know right
0: i'm that's my biggest pet peeve with with tomato sauce when you buy it at the store in general is like there's so much damn sugar
1: there's there's the move to the 16 ounce jar too which you know we've talked about internally but the 16 ounce jar is a very chic you know cute cylindrical jar but if you cook at all for more than one person you're going to Run, you need more, you know what I mean? If you're making a lasagna, you know what I mean? So, I like the larger size jar, I'm a fan. Thank you for saying that. Speaking of six ounces,
0: you wanted to make a paste because I could totally like you'd be great to have the tomato paste. Uh, yeah,
1: I it's probably time to do a a more concentrated.
0: Megan is smiling, but I'm you know, as somebody who cooks
3: a
2: shit ton at home, I can't, I can't shake anymore. (laughs) Does she hate tomato paste? No, no, I'm joking. She bathes in it,
0: in case you didn't know, that's what keeps her glowing.
2: Well, we, speaking of more products, um, what we really wanted to talk about, which, which, what I'm really excited about, is our spices that we have out yeah. now. I, so,
3: I, I know. I'm ser-
2: of rimming a Bloody Mary glass. There's I mean, the barbecue so does. good.
0: Your dog tried to eat through a box containing mm-hmm. said spices. Uh, mind you, the He's dog was high on mushrooms. Everything. But the dog did try to lily's her name i'm not gonna refer to her as the dog she's a little person the uh the lily tried to break through to bust those but i love the container i haven't i haven't tried them yet so you know that's on megan but i haven't tried them yet that being said i love the containers you went with i'm a i'm a fan of of Thank you yeah because it i mean
1: it took a while to design those so please
0: tell she's, tell she's the folks leaving. at home the design she's of your go. container and how that works okay
1: so here's the thing we have them uh, on online and they're in a few stores but that's it's taking a little longer to onboard the spices into the store so megan's holding one right now we designed this thing with a number of things in mind it looks like a paint can I, i love it it's like you know what remember tinker toys when we were little you would it was like in a little paper tin and then you would open up the you guys are too young to remember tinker toys but that's that's the thing from my generation that we played with it was kind of like it looks like uh, uh, a Play-Doh
0: canister. Really, is what it, it looks like.
1: Not exactly. Without the plastic on the top, yeah. it just has. A, it's a paper tube, but it's food grade, and so it's and it's made out of post-recycled material, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I felt like if I'm starting a new company with a new line of food, I don't want to just start with plastic, and then it's like, here you go, Earth. Here's a bunch of plastic, and also too, now all this stuff's coming out. I'm glad I spent this time because all this stuff's coming out about all the plastic, all the microplastics that we eat because mm-hmm. it's in everything. So I was like, well, why don't we do something not that, you know? And so your options are glass, metal, and paper. And so we found this because it'll easy, easily compost, and then you can recycle the little metal ends of the tin. And then I also wanted it to be wide enough that you could put your tablespoon in because I hate the spice things where yes. you can't fit your measuring spoon in it. And you pour it, pour it out, and it dumps all over the counter. So – yeah, it, but it's funny. It's, it's it. thought
0: out, considerate, and and guys at home, this isn't just a fucking plug. It really, I, I pay attention to all this shit. I'm into all this stuff. I think the older I get, the more I turn into like one of the Golden Girls, minus all the <laughs> like fucking ridiculous sex stories that they had. I I just uh, I pay attention to the. There's still time. Int- yeah, right. You know, I I can move to the villages in Florida eventually That's and right. uh, hate my life because I moved back to Florida. But I could live that Golden Girls life. I could. Yes, I could, but I pay attention no, I to these appreciate things,
1: your attention to detail, because I'm into packaging with form and function and beauty and you want things to look nice. And I'm like, well, if we're going to do it. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Like, well, the I look nice is what gets wait. me to buy it, let's yeah. say off the shelf. But then the right. functionality is what gets me to keep buying it the next time right. around you know, and it's, the taste it's,
1: hopefully is good enough. That's, you know, we're Americans and taste is always number one. And then everything else kind of like, okay, as long as it tastes good, then I'll get it. And then of course it still has to have no sugar and no gross chemicals or like weird things. And then if it's also helpful for the environment, that's cool too. You was, know what I mean? Was that's there a moment for you
0: list. where there was maybe a product, you know, cause I, I growing up we had Goya, Badia. These are the products that my grand, my, you know, my grandmothers would use, and my mom would use. And then, you right. know, look back at the label now, and you're like, "Holy fuck! It's garlic powder." But I, garlic's like at the bottom of the list. What right. <laughs> was there something for you that you looked at, uh, you know, because you are such a, an advocate for no sugar, no grain? When when you decided to do spices, was
1: yeah, there a moment when I decided? Yes, and here's the thing: I had to mentally get over. A couple of things. When I started the sauces, I was like, but why would people buy sauces? You can just make it like I do. And then I come to find out people don't actually want to make it, they want to buy the sauces. So then I go to look at the sauces and everything has like you said, it's as sugar added. I think Rayos is probably the only one that doesn't regularly add sugar to their stuff. And now, honestly, and not to Rayos is great. People love yeah, Rayos. No, I,
0: I like Rayo's. Rayos is great.
1: They've They've now sold a few times and they've gotten their price point down because they've scaled up really big. And it's not the same Rayos that we started with maybe five years ago that was like obsessive, like we were obsessed with Rayos, right? So things have changed and that's what's supposed to happen. By the way, that's the evolution of a food company. And it probably will happen to eat eat happy at some point. But I want to keep it as pure as possible for as long as possible. If we can change our little corner of the supply chain, I'm very happy about that. But with the spices, even people I was paying were trying to put anti-caking agents you know, uh, anti-slip agents, fillers, things like that. And they want to put it in so that A, they don't have to spend as much on the product. B, they were saying, you know, the barbecue dust that Megan was just showing, my first co-packer, which we wound up switching to a different person, uh, different company, they said, oh, it's it's uh, caking. So we're going to put a shelf life of three months on there. And I was like, it's not caking that much, and when did we become so sanitized that we don't understand that things? Sh- now you're from Florida, I'm from the East Coast. We're used to everything caking, and you've got to shake it or jam a fork in her. my mom used to put uh, rice in the yeah. salt. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. My mom she, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and that was just a thing that. Was- Hello. Uh oh. no, I'm
0: oh.
1: Are we Hi. Hey, we're back. I'm on a rampage. I was on too much. I I heard you. That was Big Spice trying to interfere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Big Big Spice. Spice Big
1: Spice is listening.
0: I've never heard that. I love that Big Spice. (laughs) Big Spice sounds like a character from a South Park movie. But anyway, yeah.
1: Big Spice was the Spice Girl who was like, "Mm, no. Yeah, she didn't make the cut. You can't. can't
2: Yeah. So you had to tell people. Like we had to tell these people, we don't. We don't want. We we don't care if it naturally. If it naturally cakes a little bit, like hello, welcome to natural food, people like that's right. what yeah. happens, and that's the behavior of food. Shake it up right. a little bit. Why did
1: it get so sanitized that we can't like look at food the way the food's supposed to be? But things have been sanitized.
0: So that for, way. for the fo- what for the folks listening at home, like what's a co-packer? So like okay. what you know what what is that for you when you're when you're starting a brand? You know I I have yeah. right now no interest in this, but okay, I'm the yummy foodie. I got approached and I'm like Eddie, we want to make. Cuban seasonings, blah, blah, blah. All right. I'm like, oh, fuck. What does that process look like?
1: So, OK. So first of all, when I, I have uh, the the podcast with Vinny that I do, the Fitness Confidential podcast, mm-hmm. and a listener heard me talk about how I wanted to do sauces, and he called me said, I've lost like 80 pounds cooking from your books, and I'm a food manufacturer, and I'm yeah. trying to get away from making so much stuff with sugar and grains. And I said, that's great. It took us two years to come up with the formula. So he's a co-packer. Um, a co-manufacturer or co-packer, otherwise known as a co-man. They will make the things, but you have to go back and forth to get the right formula because I'm making it at home with two 14 ounce cans of sauce, two tablespoons of paste, the garlic, the fresh basil. Like we had to try it. Are we trying dry basil, fresh basil? We stuck with the fresh basil, you know, minced garlic, chunked garlic. You have to figure out how it's going to scale up. And then his job is to figure out how to make it in giant things. So when you do same thing with the spices. So my taco seasoning, I've been making for over twenty years because it was the same thing. You'd grab the Ortega or the El Paso or whatever off the shelf in little pouches, right? Mm-hmm. And it would say cornstarch or sugar and then FD and C number whatever. And I was like, why? That's not what's in ta- taco seasoning. Is cumin, chili powder, garlic, onion, oregano, salt. Pepper and maybe a couple other things if you want to change up the flavor profile a little bit. It's not rocket science.
3: Right. You know what I mean? right. 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 It's
1: just it's a Hispanic flavor profile that's been Americanized, and we're used to eating this flavor, right? So I want to mix it all together, and I'm doing tablespoons. I have to translate that into ounces so that they can then turn it into a volume and then make a giant vat of it and then pour it into things. So they have to make a big. They have to scale it up make a sample run. So that's what a co-packer does.
0: Okay. Got it.
1: If I brought it in house and I bought all the equipment, then I could do my own manufacturing, but we're not there yet. Got it. it.
2: It's it's like, I think Paul Feig talked about the same process when he made his gin Mm -hmm. It's finding someone who makes it and then going back and forth on what, what he wants more of what he wants less of um, in his gin. So it's, it's a very similar process um to do but I, it, it takes someone who's really specific on what they want as well it's not just something like hey i want to do this you kind of really need to know what your goal is and where you're going with it
1: and get the vision of it all i, I
2: like, have a question
0: is, for both of yeah. you and because uh, you you just because you mentioned a little while ago the shelf life uh, that they were you know right. talking about three mm-hmm. months what's a food that you'll eat even if it's expired
1: oh canned or jarred anything okay
2: as long as there's no fuzz on it. Yeah. Honestly, with,
0: what if it's I'll a kiwi?
2: A canned kiwi?
0: No, she said if there's no fuzz on it. What if it's a kiwi? Oh. Sorry, I'm trying to think of something oh, that's fucking fuzzy. Yeah,
2: Leave the joking to me, Eddie. Yeah, come okay. on. <laughs> um, canned or no, jarred but- stuff
1: is actually good well past for years past. The, yeah, uh, it's a pretty good foolproof packing technique. Um,
2: it's just the government being very Cream and milk, just
1: smell it. Cheese, Cut off the mold. I'm <laughs> like, people uh, yeah, do right. I mean, How long is this good in the fridge after you open it? I'm like, does it have green fuzzies? That's probably exactly, fine. Yeah,
2: that's fine. I know. I'm Even kind the of the cheese, same yeah, way. Parmesan, I'll scrape off for sure ca- if yeah. there's like a corner of it. Meh, I
0: think I've survived this long because my grandmother, like, she had just fucking a tub of butter, uh, a tub yeah. of. You know, country crock fucking thing on next Always to her. the
1: country crock.
0: Yeah, the old Cuban. You know what they, it is? They, they would buy the country croc
1: with that because mm-hmm. they were
0: like, you know what? Here's a to go container that I get after my country crock is over. That's the only reason my grandmother would buy it. She would
1: take one deal. it was ricotta cheese containers. That everything mm-hmm. was in ricotta cheese. Every all the to goes like you'd put your leftover dinner in a tubular ricotta cheese. Container.
0: Oh, I know. I had some good and ricotta I- yesterday, and I kept the container. <laughs>
1: Uh, Bella, my, was it Bella
0: Nota or Bella? I can't think of it. It's Bella something. They're great.
2: Bella my, just or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah.
2: My grandmother um is notorious in our family for saving stuff for not just like a little bit, like for like years, like meatloaf for like fifteen years in the freezer,
3: and wow. then she'll
2: cook it during holidays. Yeah. She, so if you go, they've now moved into a, a assisted living. Finally, mm. after years, they're eighty eight and. They're almost ninety years old, and they're finally just moving in. But like for my mom and her siblings to go through, you know, the freezer that has meatloaf from you know nineteen ninety nine, it's just it's incredible. Oh, it, it, oh, for Christmas. I will say what,
1: freezer stuff. I'll throw out pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, I but can't. even if it's vacuum sealed,
0: wouldn't. like if if you have like a qu- a killer vacuum sealer. Oh,
1: I don't vacuum seal anything. I'm not that fancy. Okay, like, no, ah,
0: I do it's just because freezer burn. It, it saves so and much damp I space. And then I talked about
2: that. We're not, We're not huge leftover people, and that's kind of why wh- I've talked about writing a cookbook about we have for single people because a lot of the times you're cooking recipes that serve you know four to six. and like people who aren't experienced cooks like don't really know how to m- mend it down or how to save it correctly or how to heat it up correctly without losing flavor. So it's an interesting. I hate leftovers. oh my people God, I love leftovers.
0: Like I made last night I made uh, um, I made a lasagna but with eggplant, so s- thinly sliced. Uh, uh hence the ricotta cheese
2: Anna has a recipe for that oh uh,
0: well f- thank you yesterday i was just like <laughs> what the fuck do i have that's gonna go bad because i i did a couple of live streams for amazon prime day for amazon and i had to buy all these ingredients and i'm like shit i didn't use a couple of them for because of xyz right. that didn't happen on the live stream and i'm like i had these beautiful beautiful eggplants that are gonna i'm like what am-? i'm like you know what Fuck it! I'm gonna slice them up, and I'm gonna bake the hey. shit out of them, and I'm gonna make lasagna. But uh, it, it's it's one of those things where today I know that the flavor is gonna really meld into that, and it's gonna be fucking delicious. I don't know, like I almost prefer it today casseroles, more than yesterday. I, do,
1: I I do think I do think casseroles are 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 the exception yeah. to that rule. Mm-hmm. And chili, same thing too. They really do uh, the flavors marry more the next day.
0: But um, like leftover I, fish. <laughs> no, like yeah, it. I'm I'm done with that. I don't do the leftover Left, fish. When
2: you make a frittata, you got to make a big thing of it, and yeah, unless know. it's like
0: smoked lox, I'm I'm not yeah, eating locks. leftovers. That's it. You know, that's that's like the yeah. that's the one exception for me with fish that I'll eat. You know. For an extended period of time. That's one that I'll be like, wait a second. How much yeah. are these Norwegian locks? It expired a week ago. I smell it. And I'm like, well, it smells like fucking it's salmon. Fine. It's, it's supposed to smell forever. fishy. Yeah. 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 This is going down. Goodbye.
1: Yeah. I feel like if they could have it outside, like during the summer. like Can have the, the cured fish. We can have it. It's it's fine. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Have you guys ever had that? That like the fish that they bury in the ground forever, and it it's like, fish. Is it that? I, I they think do so. that. They they bury oh, I don't know. Ice buried. Ice I've on, had like, it. Bizarre foods. They bury it underground and it like rots basically and they eat it. it. Ferments. It's, yeah. Like ferment.
1: kimchi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had that salty rotting.
0: Russian newspaper fish. I call it newspaper yeah. fish because it's fucking wrapped in newspaper. So yeah. it's like salt fish. And, you know, my, my really good friend's wife is Russian. And they'll have this. And it's so funny because they, they turn into like hungry, hungry hippo when it comes to this fucking salt fish. Like, I don't I don't get <laughs> it. But it's tasty. delicacy
1: that we don't get. Yeah. They love they I love I, it. I love it. I love
0: it. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with them. I'm like, it's tasty. But I don't understand. <laughs> so I've eaten that. That's the extent yeah. of it. I, I, I don't know. So I didn't know gefilte fish was underground fish.
1: I, I thought I don't know if it's underground, but I think it's something like that. It's something like it might extra be. fermented, but we could be totally wrong. And then somebody's writing in and they're like, you that's dumb fine. Dums.
0: Let them. You know what? We Let haven't, them. Ha-
2: we haven't You're had the a yum yum foodie. foodie. I'm the dumb, dumb foodie. Dumb, dumb foodie. That's my new nickname.
0: Hey, <laughs> my my philosophy for life is like there's so many things I didn't know I didn't know. And this is one of the things I didn't know I didn't know because I never gave a shit enough. So now, once we're off, I'm going to look it up because I'm curious. I know, I want to look it up. Yeah.
1: I could Google while we're talking, but I, you know, a friend of mine is a, a food show producer and she she basically like, and she's worked on everything that you've seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Because I'm always like, how do they know? Like, I know the things that I know, but I still reference my own recipes just to make sure I get things right. Like, there's only a few things that you have memorized that's in your constant rotation. <sighs> or I haven't made that in five years, so I've got to look it up. And I have see. long
0: COVID. I forget fucking everything right, exactly. recipe wise
1: how are these people they're like open the box and it's like they have these things and they execute a perfect like bouche or like a mm. perfect you know side of whatever and and she said oh no they know what they did they have to memorize and make their recipes they know what the ingredients are and they have to memorize and make the recipes in advance yeah because they don't want people to completely fail on tv yeah they don't want people like, to shit oh, the they bed. make it seem like they're like oh i just i know it's salmon and i'm gonna do this and you're like. How do they do that? But they're they're well.
0: Even the even the judges. I mean, when I've been a I was a judge on on a show called Dinner Takes All, and you know, I'm not giving anything Mm -hmm. away. But before the beginning of every episode, I would get a list of what each the contestants were making, and sometimes they were dishes that were foreign to me, so I had to like you know, I would do my my due diligence and I would go look it up, and I'm like, okay, I want to learn the history of this dish. I want to learn the way it's supposed to be. Or, you right. know, the OG version
2: mm-hmm. versus
0: what they're going to make. And I want to be able to understand the distinctions of it because that's how I'm going to judge it. You know, for for it was a, yeah. a, a money related show. So they had to win prize money. And I was like, well, shit, I got to do my I got to do my part to make did, sure did that they I know.
2: ever did they ever ask you if there's something you won't eat. Like if I was on that, I'd be like, do not give them the ingredient anchovies. Like I can't do it.
0: Just, <laughs> Wait a second. Do you eat just, Caesar salad ever? Yeah, but then you not, eat anchovies. Get the fuck no, out of here. I
2: haven't even seen where they have the actual like full ones. No, like, but it's I in the sauce. I know. It's but when it's chopped up, I know it is. But when it's chopped up very small, I don't notice it as much. But I've been at the nice fancy ones where they chop <sighs> it up and they put like actual, you oh know, my God, I love these, them so like, much full ones on there. I know, I'm but gonna, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking happy you that there was an ingredient you said no to. No, I'm no I mean, you know, I, my eating again, habits.
0: this was like a family show, so I wasn't expecting like crickets or roaches or any of that stuff. So I, there was nothing that I said no to. You know, I mean, the, the I would say the not even cringeworthy because it's not cringeworthy, but it was one of the things where something I hadn't tried before was Spam. Because I, there just so happened to be there was a few Hawaiian families that competed on this show. And, uh, you know, they made mus, musubi, which is, like, this, like, spam burrito. Um right. And it's, like, spam sushi. And that shit was delicious. That was the only no, Hawaiians thing. Hawaiians
1: take spam to, like, a gourmet level. Like, they yeah, know how to epic. work it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, well, fuck, man. I Okay. I I, I like spam now. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> would right. you say no to cricket?
0: No, if it's not even that. Because I've eaten crickets before. I've eaten... um like uh, I don't know if they were dehydrated or fried crickets at a, at like a mezcal tasting. So I guess it's a very mm. common thing in Oaxaca like crunchy, if you do like a
1: crunchy. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're
0: like they're like almost like coated in like chili, tahini, whatever, uh, and they're delicious. So it really tastes like you're eating corn nuts with a lot more no, protein and probably less That's carbs. I would, no. I would think.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's all protein. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, cricket protein Megan, is you would the say shit. No
2: to-
1: you would say no to pine
2: nuts? I was a judge. I'd be like, do not use pine nuts as an ingredient. They leave a throaty taste in my mouth. It's the weirdest thing. I eat them and it tastes like vomit to me. And see, here's the thing: cheap vodka doesn't
0: do that to you, Megan? <laughs> no.
2: That... Not yet. Just, <laughs> <a throw-up> <laughs> <first>. <laughs> just wait. Wired um, taste. Like,
1: I don't like grapefruit i have the thing where grapefruit tastes like dirt to me and then i read that that's a genetic thing and it's a, a rare like because i i get how some people think cilantro tastes like soap i get that it doesn't taste that way to me but i get why people think that and it, they're different taste buds however if somebody made a dish that had grapefruit and it provided it wasn't like just straight eat a grapefruit i would still taste it knowing that like This is going to go in a certain way because I don't care for grapefruit, but I'd still eat it. You know what I'm saying?
0: But have you ever tried to see if it's uh, natural versus artificial, meaning if you had like a piece of grapefruit versus like squirt, which is probably artificially flavored? Not that you would try that, but I'm just curious if squirt. I've never
1: had squirt. Is that a grapefruit (laughs) soda?
0: Yeah, that's what they use to make uh, uh, Palomas. So if you've ever had a a paloma, <laughs> why cocktail, wouldn't they
1: squeeze fresh grapefruit in a paloma? Well,
0: I mean, if you're in a, I thought it was
1: supposed to be fresh. I mean, if you're in, you're in a hurry and you're in Boyle Heights
0: and you're like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna get a paloma. Chances are, well, the real like the real deal paloma is actually made with squirt. It wasn't until fancy bartenders wow. got in there and they were like, you know what, let's put some grapefruits well, in it. Kind of
1: like a gimlet with roses, lime juice. They never put fresh lime juice in gimlets before and then before mixology started happening yeah
0: which is cool that's great
1: and now here we are with our listen I I don't think it was a joke I think she meant it but my mom when I was a kid would put every year an orange in my stocking and in addition to other things like I would get some chocolates and candy canes and little things was it a blood orange no, absolutely not. Okay. We, there's no way we devious. Get blood All right, no. Like, <laughs> not. I love blood oranges <laughs> and too. they have them. They're available now, but like, you can't, not when I was a kid, I, I, that would be like beyond exotic, but she put an orange in my stocking and she would always say like, this, this is a treat. And I was like, shut up. It's kind of like when you would ask your grandmother for a treat and she'd be like, well, you can have a box of raisins. And I was like, no, I don't want a box of raisins. I want Keebler cookies. Like yeah. you have them. Let me eat the cookies. And so she would put an orange in my stocking and always talk about how it was a. And it was so rare to get an orange on the East Coast in the middle of winter, unless you were in Florida. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she kept that tradition up. And I was like, this is dumb. It it ended with me. I did not put an orange in my daughter's stocking. I'm not a monster. Not yet.
2: I'm getting for Christmas this year. No. Bag
0: of oranges. You're getting some Harry and David oranges that are in like their own individual like egg carton protected oranges.
1: Somebody mailed the guy who used to live here. And by the way, this is two Christmases in. We've already owned the house, okay? So here's here's an ethics question. Somebody mailed these gorgeous oranges. Sorry. Sorry. That I did. <laughs> so, well, first of all, they mailed a, a Kringle <laughs> from O&H Bakery, which makes the best Kringle on the planet, Milwaukee. So my husband, we, my dad's from Wisconsin, so we used to get those all the time. But he hadn't gotten one in a while, so Lauren ate that. Then somebody mailed these gorgeous gorgeous oranges some were navel some were blood oranges Oof. and i started eating them cuz i was like i don't i did try to call the company and they're like we don't know who sent it and then 4 days later a lady knocks on the door out of the blue and says i'm here to pick up the oranges for gary and i was like <laughs> oh Luckily, there were oh two God. boxes of oranges, so I took the one that I hadn't opened. It. I was like, here you go. That's it. That's all I ever got. That's all I got. There you go. Buy Oh, You
0: got so lucky. So the rule is that's keep so a box great. closed for at least a week just to like, you know.
2: That's the, that's the rule. Yeah. Unlike well, your stupid neighbors, Eddie, when I sent your goddamn yeah, Christmas when her,
0: When Megan sent me my coasters that say... Uh,
2: I sent him several Christmas presents. That
0: say, don't fuck up the table, please um my neighbor awesome. my british weird fucking weed growing neighbor
2: uh, i sent it to the wrong house so yeah that. but who the
0: fuck like, hey the neighbor just grabbed it and threw it over the fence to the other house like really did you not think to look at the name did you you mm-hmm. know maybe
2: the name's anyway. on it and so they, they got presents and they just pocketed them or did whatever they wanted with them
1: I called the company who sent it and I said, "Hey, this is for the guy who used to live here. Can you find out who sent it?" And they said, "Okay." And then they called me back a day later and said, "We can't find out who sent it, so don't worry about it." So the I did call the company, so that's there you what go. I did. The and then this lady's you. like, "I'm here for Gary's oranges." I was like,
2: oh, "I'm a thief. <laughs> No. No, there's no reason. We were such
1: good oranges. And then I was laughing cuz I was like I feel like my mom is from the other side like here's some goddamn oranges is christmas. Don't you
0: don't you wonder like what <laughs> makes what, you get for
1: mocking me. what
0: makes the oranges make it into that container? Cuz they're all fucking they all come from the same trees, right? So is somebody so somebody's picking the oranges. They're taking them somewhere and then is there somebody there with a monocle, like going through the oranges these saying the oh these are going to Gary. oranges. Yeah. Like I don't I I'm anyway I'm just curious to how that works.
1: Also, too, we live in California. There's not a lack of oranges. No, so it's just it's an odd present to give a Californian. I somebody from North Dakota, I think, would really love to have the oranges. (laughs) Yeah, in winter.
2: That brings me to my next question, Um, Thief Anna. Have you ever shoplifted before? (laughs) <laughs> She's like, what's going to incriminate me? No, no,
1: I, I have. I'm just trying to think of the context because I'm old now. Oh, you're not old. No, you know what yeah. I used to do? One of my first jobs was at Walden Books. Oh, Walden a book, Books. A bookstore. I used to love that and place. And so what I would do is take home the books and read them and then bring them back and put them back on the shelf.
2: You know, that doesn't count.
1: That's brilliant. That's, a, that's, like, a, that's like you had wimpiest, your own, you had a, a library that I've paid heard. you. I will say I, I worked at Neiman Marcus for a little while and that you had to walk in with clear, you had to have a clear purse, you know, and a girlfriend of mine worked up in uh, I, cause I was down in the bowels and the children's department. And then I worked in the Epicure's department. So what we would do is we would take like, you know, those printables apples that were the apples and then they were covered in just like chocolate and <sighs> chocolate. Oreos and marshmallows and pecans. Yes. And we would take those things. And they're at the time, they were like $24, which was like $100 back then it in still 1997. Is. And I would take that thing and we would drop it on the ground and be like, uh-oh, better sample it. We bro- It's broken. And that's when I first put on a bunch of weight, was working in that department. But my girlfriend yeah. worked up in um, the La Prairie counter, which was at the time the very expensive. I think it's still expensive, but there was a bunch of expensive brands. But it was like the most expensive brand and she would take things and then sell them to TJ Maxx on the down low. Like their creams and stuff. Brilliant. And so, oh! I, so I always think when you see something in Marshall's or TJ Maxx, it's just, oh, they had one La Peri thing. Or, and I was like, that's somebody who works at the counter at Saks or Neiman's or something that's who fantastic. stole it. And then because it's a problem. That's why they made people carry clear purses because people take stuff. Yeah, because I'm like all of my stealing happened on on the job site. Oh, good. Like I would eat the food.
2: I would yeah. you Yeah. Know that's better. I'm trying to think,
0: you know, what's funny is I, you know, not to be like, like Mr. Boy Scout, but I, I don't think I ever shoplifted. It was more of, it was more of like, I remember, I remember I worked at a summer camp and we had like, uh, lunches that were given out to the kids. And if there were leftover lunches, I would take like two home because yeah, they would get thrown out the that. next yeah. day. And I would be like, well, fuck this. I will eat this shitty pizza and this, de- this delicious chocolate milk. Uh, and you know, and whatever hard bread roll, I'll, I'll figure out something with it.
1: I used to teach kids fresh out of college. I taught a uh, fifth graders drama camp and, uh, which is by the way, a great job. I used to teach a lot of acting classes when I was younger and it's, I figured out really quickly that these kids had super rich parents who would just pack huge lunches for them. And they didn't care. They didn't even eat half of their lunches. So I never had to bring a lunch because these kids would give me all their extra food. <laughs>
0: it was awesome. You're like, thank you, Jacques, for this caviar. You. I'm sorry, your caviar. mom.
1: <laughs> Is this But they would, have, like, they would have like fruit roll-ups instead of like the off-brand. You know what I mean? Like they would have like the full. Oh, yeah. Like, they had so much food, these kids. I was like, what do you think these kids are doing? They need all this food. Yeah. And then they have to have the snack. And then the lunch and then the after snack. And I was and I Make was there every spend. step of the way to eat the food.
2: Yeah, that makes me angry. They're giving the kids so much sugar. Now that we look back at it, I, I know always that we look back teaching. Them, I would always get very frustrated knowing what I knew with Vinny and you and knowing what I'd learned. I was always sitting there in the cafeteria, you know, watching them hand out like chocolate pudding and stuff. And I'm just like, all you're doing is making my job harder than it is right because they're going to now i have rails i have off the rail middle schoolers and then i have crashed middle schoolers and none of that's what you're doing it's a trickle down effect it always happens i didn't just talk camp
1: because school (laughs) school is too important but camp doesn't matter
2: go be hyper freak out
1: lose your shit i don't care go home
2: Go home. where did you shoplift megan oh i i spent a good majority of my teen years in trouble i um you know, I shop with his hair hair dye a lot cause I used to dye my hair a bunch of colors. and I the one time I got caught, um I stole hair dye from hot topic, but <laughs> but I walk. we were walking my hair dye in mall, a and like,
0: Twilight shirt.
2: I'm like thirteen. yeah, I know I'm thirteen. Twilight hadn't even come out <laughs> okay. yet. I'm thirteen, and we're in Claire's, which everyone knows Claire. yeah. and I admit, usually, yeah, we'd pocket earrings. It was all out. They don't fucking lock up anything. But that specific day, I didn't take anything from Claire's. I did take hair dye from Hot Topic, but I didn't take anything from Claire's. All of my friends took stuff from Claire's, and I was unaware of it. So when we started leaving, this is very illegal what this lady did. The manager of Claire's came and chased and grabbed me. And I wasn't even running because I was like, I didn't take anything from you. She literally grabbed me. And out of all, I think, seven of us that were there, they all got away. And I was brought down to security and they found the hair dye and they went to Hot Topic and they said they'd scanned it. It hadn't been scanned. And I got banned from the mall. I was in handcuffs when my parents had to pick me up. And all of these other people who actually stole like songs, earrings, a bunch of stuff from players, they all got away. And I that sounds like a storyline from a Stranger
0: Things episode in the the 80s mall. The starlight, whatever it's called,
2: but it wasn't Claire's. I got away with it. Those bastards. They they didn't, and then I got in trouble for their stuff. Karma. You just triggered. It's
0: so funny. You just triggered a memory for me because I was so afraid. Not afraid. It wasn't even like it wasn't a fear, but it was a, a. this like my my mom had such a big impact on my life and so much of what I did not because she was hard on me or because I was scared of my mom but I had so much love for my mom that I knew she would be so like disappointed in me if I if I did if I stole something I never it never even like my mom like it it was funny because even Talking about the... I the,
2: did it because I knew my mom would be oh, disappointed in me. That's but talking the about like the, the camp cultures. lunches <laughs> Whoa,
0: that I would take a couple...
1: That's a lot to unpack. <laughs>
0: I used to give them away to homeless people, which is not legal. I used to just go and grab what was ever left over and I would play stupid and instead of throwing it in the dumpster I would throw it in the back of my 93 Ford Explorer and I would drive to downtown Miami and I would look for homeless people and just give them food because I was like, well shit, if my mom found out that I took two of these to eat at home she'd be like well shit at least he gave it
2: away so the homeless people good person, Eddie. no not even I'm a good it. person
0: no d- dude it's not even a trust he, me i am not a good I call person it,
1: i call it and and by the way the cubans the italians the jews we all have what i call guilt ios guilt yeah where it's like the operating system is like and it's it, it's still even after years of therapy trying to unpack the guilt
0: it's
3: immigrant guilt That's the
1: biggest trigger it's the biggest trigger
0: for me it's immigrant it's immigrant guilt it's my parents came here with nothing but the clothes they were wearing and how be damned if they ever took a penny from anything to to get to wherever Mm -hmm. they went you know and they instilled that shit in me mind you there was a lot of the other side of the coin, which were a lot of fucking Cuban drug dealers in Miami. You know, we all had that that friend in school whose dad would disappear for five years and then pop right. back up when you were in high school. And you're like, hey, where did your dad go? And nobody talked about he it. He went away. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, there was a lot of one or the other. But I think that was that was it for me. And I, honestly, Megan, I just completely forgot about it. And you you triggered it. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. I did that so that my mom would be OK with it
2: with that. That's, that's amazing. No, I like to disappoint my mom. I like the look on her face. Mm. I love that look. How could you even see look. the
0: look on your mom's face? Because your dad holds the phone so terribly when you try to voice chat <laughs> with your mom. Uh, yeah,
2: Betty and I have voice chatted with my parents, FaceTimed with my parents. And my dad tends to be like, hey, how are you doing?
1: Your dad's a they camera whore. Yeah,
2: you you're, yeah, it? exactly. I
1: can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, so
0: Anna, I've I've seen that you've been out winerying. I just made up that word. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. of late, just because you know. I, first of all, guys, oh, yeah. follow Anna Pacino on social media for real. Thanks, um, sincerely. No, 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 like no, no bullshit. If you are a person who. Loves to eat, but then is always trying to find shortcuts in recipes or foods to kind of make them a little bit more feel good about yourself because you didn't eat too many <laughs> carbohydrates. That 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 Anna Anna is one of the people who is um you know talks the if talk and walks the walk happy. and and the whole deal. And yeah, please yeah. go and check out Eat Happy so that you know M- Megan uh Megan can smile more. We just need <laughs> more <laughs> Megan smiles. Oh,
2: there's Lily. There she oh, yes, is. Look at that girl. little sausage back there.
0: That's making. dog. I'm scog. waiting
2: for her to get mad at me and just shit right on camera. I'm, she's waiting. She's looking at me. She only me.
0: shits when you're out of town, from what she, I hear. Look
1: at her. She's giving <laughs> you the stink eye.
2: She, is, she does this all, day. all
1: I, day.
0: I love that dog so much. Anyway, uh, so where have you been hitting up winery-wise? Please, enlighten okay, me. Okay,
1: so... I moved to the Santinez Valley, which is about a half hour north of Santa Barbara, which is exactly two hours north of L.A. And it's kind of where the Central Coast Wine Valley begins.
0: Is that essentially for folks at home, like sideways country? If sideways. You're, if you're a fan of that film. It's where they film the movie Sideways. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And they're really known for, especially on the eastern side of the valley. I'm sorry, the western side of the valley towards the ocean. They're pinots and their are mm-hmm. chardonnays because it's cooler over there. Yep. And then over here where I live, they do a lot of cabernets, cab Franc, um a lot of uh, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, Rieslings, like really fun. It's amazing what they're doing up here with wine. So, and there's a lot of female winemakers, which That's is awesome. very exciting because it didn't used to happen. So, one of my favorites right now is Future Perfect. Um, that Sunny is the winemaker there. I love Story of Soil. She does the whole biodynamic thing, which is basically like plant an antler of a stag on the full moon. <laughs> When it's oh, great when those you know, wines
0: are good because I've had many biodynamic wines that'll taste like feet or what you imagine oh, no, feet would taste I, I like. No, so I'm it's not, great when you find that. people that do it well because in Europe it's not uncommon. They don't even say biodynamic because they're just like, duh. I'm in the middle of fucking they, they Puglia, say Italy. Yeah, you're like, biodynamic. you're like, you're like, you're like, no. I'm in Italy and Puglia, and that's just how they make the wine. Everything is biodynamic, but here we Puglia
1: put... is where my people are
0: from. Oh shit, mm-hmm. you're from that's the where heel my of grandparents. The boot. I love I that. I know
1: that. I'm from the spur on the heel of the boot. You know that little like spur that sticks out.
0: Yeah, I've been there. That's
1: it's it the, the Garganica is what it's called. My people are from Sanicandro di Garganica, which is the little hill town. And by the way, they still for they don't speak English. Their second language is still German because it's such a throwback to World War II. There, yeah. when you go. When you go They're there, like, you're just like, in
0: case we get are invaded you guys again, okay? we want to be able to communicate with yeah, exactly. The, you know.
1: Just in case the Nazis come back, we're going to do this in German. Tedeski. Yeah. Tedeski. Um, so they're, they're doing great wines. Future Perfect. I love Story of Soil. I love Liquid Farm. Um, gosh, there's so many. And there's in Los Salivos alone, there are 50 tasting rooms. So you could just throw a rock and go have some wonderful wine. But well, it's... as
2: much as much as we love Napa, I mean Eddie and I went to Napa recently and it was beautiful. It is. But if yeah. you're on a budget and you don't because yeah. it's very expensive to go. It is. Look at Santa Barbara and up north. Go so to Santa Barbara Absolutely. App, and look. Look at it, people. My parents are wanting to go to Napa or they wanted to, and it just got so expensive recently. Go, so my, go to the
1: San Inez Valley. There's, you'll, well, I
2: told them, and they won't listen to me, of course. What? but they, <laughs> Or you can go up to Paso to Robles, and yeah. then you
1: can go, you know, there, the, the whole, there's even in between, that's great. And then if you go up the one and you stay uh, like at Big Sur, there's tons of wine in the, the Santa Lucia yeah. Highlands and Monterey, that area where... I'm headed up to Monterey on Wednesday to go do the thing. I'm going to stop and get some wine. Well, a lot of, a lot of,
0: a a lot of winemakers will buy grapes from Santa Lucia and they'll make it in San Inez because maybe they want to add a wine to their, you know, their portfolio that those particular grapes don't have those characteristics in, in that neck of the woods. So they'll be like, all right, I'm going to buy some, that's not uncommon guys. You Camus fans, you fans of like wine. Guess what? Not oh, by the all way, of those grapes come Camus, from that property unless it says Camus. estate on it, motherfuckers. Right. So
1: um, and by the way, my husband's cousin uh, is uh Aaron Jordan, and he's the winemaker at Phala. He was the winemaker of Turley for years mm, and for Nyers for years. Great and wines. he's amazing. Great wine. The best Zin ever.
3: Yeah. And yep, um, yep, yep.
1: but the same thing. He's like and now he has he gets grapes all over and he has he's bought a bunch of property to grow grapes but he's also getting grapes from all over and everybody does it i just had a thing on friday with the winemaker at beckman up here which is kind of an institution
0: i've i've been to beckman yeah
1: great dude great wines and same thing it's like the actual getting of grapes you kind of got to go where the grapes are growing and sometimes they don't they're not as bountiful in certain years so they got to go other places and then that kind of turns into a new yeah. flavor profile of the wine which is awesome well,
0: sometimes i mean it just makes business sense if you're in in paso robles and you and you want to be right on highway whatever it is 129 or 120 whatever this the main yeah. avenue the is the main drag yeah and you want your tasting room there well guess what shit the property around you is owned by Ribbley family it's owned by these people that but, but. so you right. you gotta either buy Plots of grapes somewhere else. You got to source your grapes. You got to. I almost feel like the people that source their grapes are the smartest motherfuckers because they can go to where the best weather is. They're not married to a particular plot of land where, I don't know, you could have fucking. Uh, uh, phylloxera or whatever some some fungus come in and trash your grapes that's right you know or you that's can have right. fire and, a and real smoke thing, yeah. trashes your grapes which happened in 2017 big time in napa and you're starting to taste that in the wines now i think the the, the folks fire are smarter went
1: right up to aaron's right up to Fela. his he's on the silverado trail okay in st. Yeah. Helena and the fire literally went right up Mm -hmm. and stopped like somehow they were it was a miracle they were spared from that but it was insane
0: that happened to Schaefer Vineyards right there in this like little cul-de-sac uh uh, off off of Silverado Trail and they have this wine called the Hillside Select which in it's in my top 20 wines I've ever had it just happens to be Mm -hmm. from Napa and it's you know it's like $300 a bottle but the fire came right up to that one chunk of property It's on a hillside. It's the hillside right next to the vineyard. And they only can, you know, a lot X amount of barrels from that one little property, depending on how it grows every year. And it was the same thing. It was like the fire came right up and it just pieced out. And they lucked out and they were still able to make, you know, that uber expensive wine. Worth every penny, Megan. We got to go.
1: That sounds awesome. Next time you guys go, I'm going to go up too because we need to see. We'll get Aaron to take us around Fela because he built uh, the caves into the side of the hill. Okay. And because he learned, he's one of those dudes who he, you guys should interview him. He's a fascinating dude. He was like, he didn't know what he wanted to do with his life and he stopped in Napa and then just never left. He's like, I'm going to be a winemaker. And then Nyers basically sent him to France to learn winemaking. Wow. Because he had just, he had a gift for it, you know? Yeah. And so, and, I'm like you're the you're just a fancy farmer you're like you know what I mean you have the best freaking job he's like I think I'm gonna build caves into the side of the hillside
0: Megan Let's do that. you could be I'm a vodka distiller giant- you don't even know oh, you could
2: I could I thought about it once and then I drank vodka and forgot about it, so it a bad
0: <laughs> well now you drank vodka and remembered it so, you know, yeah. it, everything's I come full circle. I also think
2: can realize my recycling boxes doesn't, <laughs> doesn't look great in my trash
0: ah. can. Yeah. Well, so one thing I wanted to add, Anna, for the for the wine folks, uh, because you were talking about the Pinots and the Chardonnays uh, that grow out towards the ocean. for yeah. For my wine folks who maybe aren't familiar with that region but are more familiar with Napa, think Carneros. When you see a bottle of Carneros wine, they're known for their Pinot Noir. They're known for their Chardonnay. And it's because they get that nice cool air from the ocean. They're 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 kind of right. under the mountains there in Napa Valley. So right from the bay in San Francisco comes over. And and that's what Anna has like right in her neck of the woods.
1: I am very spoiled. These SBC Pinots are everywhere and everyone's doing them. And it used to be, I feel like when I cause I've been coming up here for now almost 20 years and but only have lived here for three. And I feel like Pinot Noirs now have more structure and more body. And I like that because I like a full, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're, they really are doing amazing things. SBC Pinot meaning Santa Barbara County Pinots. And I would like to do a taste test. Maybe you can refer some good Napa Pinots to compare to the SBC pinos and I want to see Yeah, how.
0: Well, I would I would throw you some like Seha Vineyards uh, uh down in Carneros but then you know what I would also tell you not which is not Napa it's a little bit further up but when you tell me more structure more body I I almost want to point you towards Russian River Valley uh, yes. uh because those seem to me that they might be a little bit more similar to what you have in your mm-hmm. neck of the woods and then I would tell you go like get some shit from Willamette Valley in Oregon and 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 see I do love that shit. Yeah, I it's love it's so Oregon
1: pinos. People, yeah. I love Talk when, cool when
0: French people tell me that they went to Oregon to drink wine. I'm like, ha, ha, you went to Birkenstock, Birkenstock country to drink wine, motherfucker. I it makes me so happy that you had wine with hairy armpits and Birkenstocks. You my, <laughs> I'm only saying that for my friend, Dom, who's a chef who's from Oregon. And I know he listens to the show. So, Dom, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you have a hairy armpit and you wear Birkenstocks. Hey, Dom, fuck you. Yeah.
1: I'm joining I think, in,
2: um, Dom. I think I always come from this place of like i came from like a you know cow town area so when it, whenever i'm sitting here thinking like i live here and then i'm hearing you guys say like the cold air from the ocean you know it makes the grapes that are grown in the ground that are in california <laughs> so man, i'm just like jesus fucking Christ, Megan, you, there's hope <laughs> for you
0: i'm a fucking schmuck from adjacent to little havana in miami i didn't drink wine until i was uh, well, I, you know, legally, I didn't drink wine until I was of age, per se. And then what I drank was all Spanish wine because that's all we had down there. I was just mm-hmm. lucky that I moved to a state that embraces that the same way Florida embraces citrus. Uh, you know, your your state of Colorado, <laughs> Colorado embraces... No, but, you you know, like Colorado <laughs> knows how to make fucking <laughs> beef. Like, you, you know how to make a steak... Embraces-
1: Mountain bikes and weed
2: (laughs) and weed. Uh, You're welcome, world,
0: but you're you're Megan, welcome. you you know so funny. This is one of the things that I love about Megan.
2: I wish I could go off on weed though. I wish I could but, tell you guys like the soil in Colorado and the northern part, and the, it, that it probably does like, make a
1: difference. Megan, uh, I, I I've lived in weed. L.A.
0: for <laughs> eighteen years, and it's taken me X amount of time to. I don't even. I'm no nowhere by any means a, an expert. I would say I I know a little bit more than your your novice person. So when when I see you get excited about wine, and you've only lived here less than two years, uh, it's really in, or, or around two years, let's say. It's just yeah, really yeah. encouraging for me uh, to kind of motivate you, to not be discouraged because you, know, you happen to be around Anna who's lived here for a while and she likes wine and she lives up in wine country or me or we went up to wine country. Uh, the, wine is one of those things that it's constantly evolving. Like Anna just said, she's really happy Absolutely. that the Pinots are tasting more this way now. Uh, And I didn't
1: used to like them because the medium body stuff kind of disappears on me and I want it to like, I want to taste it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's changed over the years. And by the way, I like to go out with people wine tasting who are, Somaliers and i and i will say to my friends me my friend too. eric who lives in santa barbara who has a wine club and is an incredible taster and i will say to eric or my friend carrie who has a wine podcast i'll be like why do i like this and then she'll explain it or he'll say yep. like it's the acidity that's hitting your palate in a certain way i'm like and that's how i learn." i'm like you tell me why do i like this yeah you tell me i don't know I did, like, I did yeah, that. that's good I, yeah i
2: did that in napa you can hear it on the podcast if you guys go back and listen to those napa i mean it's, it's I just, c- like I like this, and why? Tell me yeah. why. Yeah, and it was I great I like to it. be
0: around you and see that because I was you ten years ago, going to Napa for the first time, or twelve years ago, or whatever, and kind of yeah. having my mind blown. And it's the same and thing. Now with you're food. like
2: a sixty-year-old man, and I don't. Not I don't like know what <laughs> I am a
0: sixty-year-old man. I just sleep in a hyperbaric chamber and I bathe he in formaldehyde. Is a bubbly sixty. Man. I'm literally sixty <laughs> He's very years bubbly. old yeah whatever uh
1: but but you know what with wine the other thing is too is that that you need the vocabulary you need to hear the vocabulary about it because it is hard to describe it is one of those intimidating over over again and it's also completely douchey like you walk in and you hear people like this
2: one's very crunchy and like you hear like weird adjectives and you're like all right you know what i mean like yeah we talked about that and i was very honest on the podcast because we were talking to some very big wine experts and i just said to be, I said, I was like, I'm honest. Like, I don't feel comfortable saying how I feel because I feel like I'm going to be judged. And it just takes some good people to kind of tell you, don't be judged. Like, tell us how you feel. And so no one should really be afraid of it. There are no. good people out there that are going to, that if well, they really know what they're talking about, they're going to help you along. One so. thing
0: about the wine industry that I've, I've learned in, you know, the X amount of years of doing the yum yum foodie is that people, people, not that they want to be told what to like, but they really love the explanation of it and why Mm -hmm. they like it. And that's okay because, you know, sometimes you can read War and Peace and be like, what the fuck was this gigantic phone book of a book? And then you hear somebody interpret that and then it makes more sense to you. It's the same thing. It's just happens to be grape juice that's fermented yes. in a fucking barrel for 24 months. And we drink it later. But it's just fucking grape juice.
1: It's just grape juice. It's but just that's grape a good juice. analogy. It's kind of like when I took art history for the first time, I was like, I like paintings. Paintings are nice. But when somebody puts it into a socio-political, historical t- context, you're like, oh, that shit was groundbreaking. And right. It's cool to like be it's putting wine into context, which is kind of a fun thing. Plus, you just have to like it. Not everybody likes it, and I get that. And also, too, and like, okay. I remember watching that Psalm movie, and I was like, I could do that. I could do that. I have an amazing palate. And literally, after like three wines, I'm like, I don't know. It tastes like rosé. Like, yeah. I, <laughs>
2: I love rosé.
0: But that's 99% of the people that buy wine are not Psalms. So, right. Megan, you asking those questions wine and speaking to what it tastes like to you, you are the people that keep wineries afloat. You know, exactly. even more educated because you've been you've had even more welcome experiences winery. that way. But it, but it's like, <laughs> not you know, that's those are the folks that keep wineries, uh, uh, yes. I, I guess, accountable because at the end of the yes. day, it has to taste good to people who are new to wine, people who are not familiar with wine. Because what happens is, too, is a lot of people will come into money before they come into knowledge about wine. So they will buy wines because it's expensive and it's supposed to be good. Or not it's smoke
1: or Camus, and they feel like that's what they have to get. Right.
0: And yes. there's nothing against Camus, But that is the last bottle I will ever buy or recommend because they don't need my help. They don't right. remotely need my help. Not because I don't like it. I think it's delicious. That's great. But there's so many other wines that will hit the same bar and maybe elevate it or make it distinct or different. And I'm always trying to... Uh, uh, shed light on those, which is why I took Megan to Spring Mountain, even though I was throwing up on myself because I had food poisoning. Yeah,
2: food. He had food poisoning in, in Napa. My,
0: my favorite like winery in Napa. And did I
2: forget Anna, to tell was you about dying. that? Anna.
0: <laughs> and I was dying.
2: I'll tell you about it off air because we were talking about it, but it was a very hilarious story at my, for my perspective. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> Because we had to get on a
0: plane that same day to go home. Uh, we oh, had to get on a plane.
3: And, we so and flying, Eddie
2: had from it Napa to, to, uh, San
0: coming out on both ends. And then I I was sitting on a plane with with Megan a couple of rows over. Uh, and uh, yes, unbeknownst to me because finished. I had so many logistical things that I was remembering because of our show. That oh I, I didn't pay attention to the exit oh. flight if I was aisle or window. And I, I normally sit aisle because I drink a lot of water, folks. You got to stay hydrated. And I always, I'm like, I'm like, I hate walking over people. Not for me, for them to go pee. Anyway, I, you know, I was at the point where if I sneezed, I would have shit my pants. And the dude sitting next to me was like Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, the comedian. He was that. And you know, and I don't mean, I don't mean now. I mean, Gabriel at his largest. And, uh, you know, not, I'm not hating on the on this particular guy, but I'm just that that was what I was dealing with, and I was right. like, I'm you not making don't this climb guy move. Over
1: people. It's yeah. an
0: hour and twenty minute flight to L. A. from San, Francisco, and I was dying. And Megan went with me to Spring Mountain Vineyard, and she's so she she was so with me that day, man, because I was dying. And Megan knows like I will put a fucking I will put I will put a a diamond grinder on a turd. And try to make that that turd sparkle, right? And and that's and he, how I he, felt he that day. He had the wine
2: in his hand, and we we did this whole mountain tour up and down this huge. Because I wanted her to
0: experience it. I wanted her.
2: You're a good friend.
0: No, it's it. Yes, I'm. I, yes, I am. But no, it, <laughs> it, no. But it's the same for people at home, Anna, and and I think you do that the same when you when you're cooking and you're create. It's like you want people to be able to, you're almost like an antenna for them. And, and you want right. them to be able to, to lock into your TV channel and have that same experience. And that in that moment, I know and I knew that if Megan had the experience I had 12 years ago when I first went to Spring Mountain Vineyard and I was blown away by the wines and I was taken in by the property and I understood the history and this and that, that she will, will move that story forward in in you know somehow so it's 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 all of this coming full circle which is why i love talking to people that appreciate
1: food and wine (laughs) yeah but food and wine is also just the best
2: yeah, but Anna does appreciate it to the point where she was like, I have to eat a certain amount. I have to eat a certain way, excuse me, I have to eat a certain way because of my health and she's like, I don't need to suffer because of it. I I want to eat happy. I want to eat good. I want to be happy yeah. with what I'm eating. And that's the basis behind her entire um, her entire corporation right now, um, her entire business. So it's it's, it's pretty remarkable. And by Which the way, I could Anna, not
1: run without Megan, by the way.
2: <laughs> I know. Up to, I need to come up and then we should go to a winery because we still haven't done Megan, that. Megan, hold together, on. I know. We
0: Megan, <clears throat> time out. We need to come up. There you go. Um, oh, at the same time.
2: Yeah, you're not allowed to eat oysters?
0: No. Um, <sighs> Let's not even get into that. Have
2: you eaten
1: oysters since? Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's Hold what on, time t- out. I ate
0: oysters best. at Nobu in West Hollywood. So mm, if that mm. took me down, I would own half yeah. the company by now. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'd have Nobu on speed dial if if that was the, yeah. the case. But it, yeah, I think Megan and I need to go up. And I'm just putting you on the spot yeah, we'll because it's up. being recorded Great. now. We'll come up. Um,
1: Great. I'll sleep on the couch. Yeah, come on up. We're here. I have gosh, an air I'll mattress that
0: I could bring with me.
1: We ha- yeah. we have bedrooms. We're not animals. She has bedrooms. She has <laughs> well, bedrooms, listen. I'm, joking.
0: <laughs> I- I'm not an animal, but I only have one extra fucking bedroom in my house. So yeah, no.
1: We got out of L.A. We have extra bedrooms. Okay, now.
0: got oh my it. Gosh, okay, got did. it. All right, fair. That's fair.
2: Yes. Well, and, yes. This is, I I'm yeah.
0: Go ahead. Eddie. No, no. I was, I was curious be- because. You know how do you navigate this? Because I'm I'm going through these challenges now. Um, I'm for the most part a pretty disciplined eater. My you know my challenges is as the pandemic right now there's a big surge, and I know quite a few folks who have have contracted COVID either for the Me first too. time or again, and yeah. it's been worse for them. But you know we're we're going through the time where it's become kind of the normalcy that we deal with, um, right. and you know. I I I went to Israel. I weighed I I love to weigh I'm I'm a math guy. So like I love to weigh myself before and after Megan's rolling her fucking eyes. But I am a math You're guy. Naxious. So before I went to Israel, I weighed myself and then I weighed myself when I came back knowing that I'd be full of like sodium wine steak and fucking foie gras and cheese and all the other stuff. But
1: And also just like 11 hours on an airplane where like I just feel yeah. like your body's like let me retain every last ounce of so
0: I left I want to say I left at like 158 I came back at 170 somewhere in there Uh, I'm down to like dude I had so many (laughs) fucking salty cheeses and um, I mean, I had, it was not stop food, but for, but that's for Anna's fat. concern, that's
1: just inflammation. Yeah. Water yeah. yeah, you yeah, know yeah. That, right? That's why I'm like, like I don't,
0: I don't stress about that. My, my, my question to you is, so for somebody who lives in wine country and obviously wine has calories, sugar, uh, how do you balance If You know, if you're going to go wine tasting, what does your, the math in your head look like for you to maintain, uh, you know, whatever the math is for you, cause everybody's genetic structure is different like how do you do it
1: oh gosh or how do is I... there
0: something that you do
1: fickle sort so i i have my food pretty dialed in the thing i cheat the most with is dairy because supposedly i'm not supposed to have dairy but then i just have it every day and um so <laughs> i don't i i don't like i'm not a big like food or carb here's my my philosophy is much less you have to be strict low carb and more just eat real food. Okay. If you're eating real food, you're doing good. So now, what
0: is real food for the folks listening at home?
1: Meat vegetables. I don't have that much fruit, but if something's in season, like I cut up a watermelon the other day, I'm gonna make a delicious watermelon melon, halloumi mint cool. salad.
3: Okay I'm gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah Am
1: yeah. I am I gonna have that more than once a year? Probably not. Um if this, you know, May is strawberry season, I'll have some strawberries. I'll have some peaches at some point this summer. And, you know, I have a fig tree and I make fig jam every year. And I don't. Eat
0: I love it. <laughs> fig jam. That's. Um,
1: I'll give you a jar. Please do, because uh, and,
0: yes, one of the best cocktails wonderful. I've ever had was a fig jam Manhattan. That my friend Gabe, who was a guest on our show out of Dallas, <laughs> you know, Gabe Sanchez. Now
2: Anna's not gonna give you anything. Oh, yeah. Gabe oh, okay. Gabe's well, amazing. I'm sorry, ate yeah. all the anyway.
0: He,
3: <laughs> he does like a
0: torch. He torches the fig jam in the Manhattan, and then he puts a little bit of cognac. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, he sorry. He
1: sounds like a piece of work. He's he is, the
0: best human being, funny. and he kind of looks like Bruno Mars, which is even funnier. Very but anyway, good looking. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. I love him. Okay. So how do I stay on task? I'm also very kind of anal about doing my blood work every three to six months Okay. because to me, it's not even so much about the weight. It's not so much. It it is about how you feel. You got to get sleep. You can't be stressed. I'm launching a company. So I'm stressed all the fucking time. And then also still doing voiceover stuff. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's nonstop. So stress management is really important. So for me, the numbers don't lie. So If your A1C is high or if you're, I don't know, I'm not even as worried about cholesterol anymore because now they're coming out with a study saying that cholesterol is not even the thing that we thought it was, Mm -hmm. but your inflammation markers, if they're consistently high, so Mm -hmm. you should get a baseline of your blood work. So for me, if something comes back wonky, then I know I need to like dial it in and figure out what's going on. I also, you know, talk to my functional medicine doctor. I probably see her every three to four months just to kind of check in because I am dealing with two autoimmune things and I just want to keep it on the up and up. Yeah. Now she yells at me every time and is like, again, I need to stress to you how you have autoimmune and the dairy inflames your autoimmune. I'm like, okay, (laughs) then I go go do it anyway. But like, as far as drinking wine, I can, I am now, I can taste and not necessarily get a buzz. And then I also know like this Friday when I went to Beckman, I'm going to drink. Like, I know we're tasting, but I'm going to like, I need to blow off some steam and just be okay with it. And just kind of know that I really can't drink the rest of the weekend. So if friends come up, cause now we live in adult Disneyland. Yeah. Right. right so friends right, right, right. come up 100%. and they're like, okay, we booked Braven maiden. We booked Beckman. We booked these places. We're going to go, and we're going to go to spear. We're going to go to this thing. All these like famous wineries, please come with us. We booked all these tastings y'all just go because I don't need to go do it all the time. You know Got what I'm it. saying? Yeah. So, uh, so for me now, living here, it's actually I drink less than if I were up here for just two days, where I would just power now, through, you, wanting to taste a bunch of stuff. And
0: I, and I hate, I'm like, so sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you because of for me. So you know, we we, no, do we, we do, do the show, and I find it, you know, unless like like Megan was doing the whole thirty in January, so it, yeah, right. she obviously wasn't drinking for for that period of time. But I find myself uh, fighting it because i love wine but the challenge is i come from a, a family of immigrants and how am i going to open a bottle if i'm only going to have a glass and it's going to go bad Yeah, you don't want to do,
1: waste it I'm i with don't you waste on it that.
0: i will quote unquote kill the fucking bottle on my well, own Well, my
1: husband if you buy nice wine it will last three days
0: at least, And my husband yeah. and
1: I have let a bottle of wine last what? us And I have days. a Coravin, done which has been
0: times. my savior. Uh, Hector, my yeah. best friend, for my birthday right. gave me a Coravin, and it. it's mm-hmm. it's been amazing for me. And, and guys, that's a, a device that allows you to pour yourself a glass of wine without opening a bottle because whatever. It has a needle. It digs through the cork. Yeah. It's a special process. Not everybody has that. but it, it, And I'm sorry I'm going to like to put you on the spot because that's it's something that I, I struggle no. with. And Here's as obviously thing. as I get older, it's more challenging.
1: I had a friend come to me in 2014, and she actually we'd done challenges before, and I could tell she struggled with her drinking. And she was one because she's one of those people who you don't know she's completely wasted, but she's had two to three bottles of wine herself. You Got know what it. I mean? Like a
0: no, I, Megan, we know when you're wasted. And, Trust me. But then,
1: <laughs> but then she would wake up with so much anxiety that wasn't making her feel good. And, yeah. And so she came to me and she says, Let's do a challenge. Let's do hundred days. So she no, she called me. She goes, Oh, I,
2: I hate this story because it makes me so sad, but it makes me happy. It's Go ahead. Sad. I hate this story. So
1: she said, let's do ninety days. And then she called me back and she goes, We're doing hundred days. And I was like, Okay, I'll do it for you because you're the freaking alcoholic. I have no. And what I noticed was and I had done several 30 days, like whole 30 types of things. And what I noticed was I was like, oh, you can kind of let the alcohol thing get away from you. Like I'll make a cocktail like this is special. I don't usually make cocktails anymore. We're doing a podcast. So I'm going to make one so we can do the thing. Um, I noticed that I was making a cocktail or having a glass of wine at the end of the day to soothe some orneriness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, to yeah, soothe yeah. Something emotional that was bought. Like I got a bad call from my agent or something went wrong or something, you know what I mean? And and I wasn't oh, it's a Band-Aid. using it's a band aid, And then you're not feeling your feelings. And yeah. so I noticed that and couple that with at the time uh, it was over the summer. And so the Emmys were going on. And so I was a date for my first She was nominated for a bunch of Emmys. And so I went to all these Emmy parties, which, by the way, I have a whole thing. They're all
0: champagne.
1: (laughs) Well, it's all alcohol (laughs) and everyone gets wasted. And I would have gotten wasted because I feel like I don't belong at these parties.
0: Welcome to the club.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would grease my wheels at least with two drinks, if not more. And what was funny is that I ordinarily would go to those parties, have a few drinks, make a fool out of myself and then wake up the next morning going, oh my God. So I'm totally sober. And I'm at these things. First of all, I'm watching everybody in Hollywood get completely hammered. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. And I'm still acting like an asshole. And then I realized, oh, I'm just a party tramp. That's my personality. Like I'm an asshole. I'm going to sing. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to dance. I'm going to talk to everybody. That's just who I am. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the alcohol. And I was like, oh no, that's just my personality. (laughs) So I learned that kind of thing. And I also learned too. like, it was just interesting watching Uh, somebody got so wasted. And I was like, girl, you got to get up at like 7am and get dressed. You're nominated. What are you doing? Like, I wish I could name names. It would be so juicy. But then Ah. on day 99, my mom passed away
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and I have never been more glad that I was focused for the experience Yeah, because the old me would have been like, I flew in, it was nuts. And they said okay you can go home for the night and i would have gone home and slammed whatever was at the minibar like cuz holy shit it was such an intense experience anybody who's yeah. ever been with somebody who's 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 slowly or quickly passing away it's mm-hmm. it's a thing and um and also too i noticed that we're so shielded from death which is ridiculous i wish that we all had this experience at a younger age you kind of knew what to expect you don't know because we don't know it's always like you know how your grandparents passed you away until you just, know Until, you know. Yeah. And so I was so glad that I was sober and present for that. And it wasn't like I needed to stop drinking or anything like that. It was just a I'm very deliberate now with when I taste. So that's a really long story to illustrate. If you have any questions, try a challenge and see what it brings up because it will bring stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. that.
0: So, you know, before we go, that's that's why I'm such a huge advocate. And I and and I've told Megan before, like, you know, love your parents, talk to your. And Megan loves her parents. But the only reason I ever tell her that is because I lost my mom and my dad has dementia. My dad has Parkinson's. My dad has Alzheimer's. And and I like, you know, ordering a Domino's pizza for my dad today was an adventure. An adventure yeah. that I did right before we started doing the show.
2: And, I don't mean to laugh, but he like he makes it seem when he tells me these stories. I do because I make it seem funny because <laughs> it's funny yeah.
0: when it's not your dad, right? You know, yeah, and, and right. my dad, yeah. you know my my dad had uh, and and this isn't it's it's not funny, but this is to the level. My dad is a super smart person. When I'm telling you, my father is the most read, well read human being I've ever yeah. met in my life. I'm not bullshitting you. It is just that is the person that was my father. But, you know, with his Parkinson's and his dementia, when his physical therapist is coming over to help him because he shuffles when he walks, because if you have Parkinson's, you don't exactly walk, you shuffle. Um, He, in his mind, that's a prostitute. So you need to kick everybody else out of the house so that the prostitute therapist can come service you. That is what I, you know, that is what I what I what I would deal with on the daily, right? But, you know, it's also why when we end the show I tell people, you know, the only thing we don't get back in life is time. Thank you for your time. It's sincere. It it is uh and and I tell everybody at home you know, if you have a broken relationship with your parents, I'm not privy to why you do, but if it's something that is salvageable, enlighten it, enrich it, um, nurture it, because the day that they are not there, you will wish you had five seconds to tell them the best and the worst, whatever it is you have on your chest, because guess what? When they are not there, you will carry that on your fucking chest for as long as you live it'll move to your shoulders your head your future relationships it'll move down to your kids um anyway so i, as, I, I had to preach say, but it's one of I those things that if I'm. you don't want to
1: have the conversation now that's fine because i didn't i thought i had it figured out you I can was like, have I'll
0: it just, because i love you I and didn't megan it, loves and then, you and it is worth it for the people listening so if you want to have the conversation let's have it Please. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Like, have the conversation with whoever you need to have the conversation with, because yeah. it is true if you don't. have Because I thought I had it figured out, I thought I had it dialed in, and then she passed suddenly, and then I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got. Res- I got to resolve this, this stuff.
2: To me, when I complain about my mother to Anna, she said she, she's on Anna's on my side, but she's also she also has made it very clear. At the same time on my father's deathbed, I'm going to be like, you remember that time you wore your underwear when we all slept in my studio apartment? And it was <laughs>
0: yeah, but and you'll have heard. some fireball for him ready. So he might yes. not remember. And then I'm going
2: to pour the fireball down and be like, I love you, motherfucker. And by-, yeah. and by the way, my
1: husband's like, you haven't called your dad in a while. You need to call your dad. I'm like, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, I, okay. Am- like, I didn't learn anything. You Anna, know what I, mean? like- I
0: am that husband. I am well, the one who oh, will no. b- just because I've been there, and I wish that I well, had. No, I have
1: too, which shows I haven't learned anything. So there you go.
0: I I wish that I had. You know, we had Craig Kilborn on the show recently, and we were talking that about jazz, oh, and uh, and and I and I love Craig, and it was funny because I almost cried on the show because we were talking about jazz, and and my dad. Look, when I hear jazz, I think about my dad. And my dad yeah. is the person who explained it is a jazz musician. I got to listen to him and watch him do it for my formative years up until adulthood. And I, you know, I wish I could have one more day where I can go back and see my dad play where I can be yeah. like, no, there's not some chick I want to go hang out with later. My dad is playing tonight and I want to go see my dad play. So folks at home, whatever that means for you go see your dad play again uh anna thank you so much i know we said thank it before you for but me. the only thing we don't get back in life is is time and i'm looking at the camera and i love you Eddie, to death
2: do not cry right now i, I already am pop through this i will pop through this computer and punch you right in the uh
0: face. you you won't and if you do it won't <laughs> be on time cry. i uh, love it do it uh the only thing, no, for real, the only, you know, the older you get, the more emotional you get, the more, we, we but before I cut it, like, we had, uh, I was listening to an episode, we have the Martina McBride, and we were talking about songs that make us cry. And, you know, Martina had a song, uh, Megan had a beautiful song, and my song had nothing to do with making me cry more than it made me think of my mother and my father nothing more it had nothing to do with the song more than a moment right. in time
1: right. anyway
0: uh the only thing we don't get back in life is time and and anna thank you so much for your time it means the world to us
1: thank and you both for guys, having me. i love being here no fucking
0: joke uh, i haven't tried the spices yet i'm gonna keep fucking with you
2: um, i'm gonna do get you some next week i'm sorry well, okay? get me something
0: that your dog hasn't eaten or licked but uh hard to find but, oh, but no 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 for real and my my friend hector in miami ordered your sauces and he loved them uh well Thank his you, his hector. wife ordered the sauces let's be honest Thank hector Mrs. ain't cooking hector. shit uh but his his russian Miss hector. amazing wife has made a uh, food using your sauces and Less they love them but crazy. you're oh shit i almost knocked out my phone you're, oh my you're...
2: gosh, are ready cut, cut it off Anna: Thanks for coming on the garden so show. We no, love you for so real. Much. If
0: you're looking for delicious sauce that doesn't have all the sugar, check it out. Please. Megan, what's the website? Because I don't want to butcher it.
2: Eathappykitchen.com. Yeah, eat
0: eat okay, eathappykitchen.com. And then com. if you
2: want to see recipes, she has a, you know, she she shouldn't do it and I hate her for doing it sometimes, but she has a bunch of free recipes for you so, guys So as they say um, the best things, things in life com. are free.
0: And the mm-hmm. best things in life are free recipes uh, from Anna Vocino. Guys, thank you yeah. so much. Please like, rate, review. We say it every fucking week, but I can't stress how much it means it for me, uh, for Megan. Anna, what is the show that you do with Vinny so folks can check that
1: out? Uh, I'm on the Fitness Confidential podcast with Vinny Chorterich, Uh, But yeah, subscribe to my Substack. That's where I put all my new do free that. recipes. AnnaVocino.substack.com. I do interviews there as well with fun people so y'all you you need to come on awesome wow. about-
0: anytime and- i love you anytime you want i'm there I love for you. you guys thank you i appreciate you thank you guys thank cheers you. see you next week
1: cheers